Welcome back to another episode of Living Fire. If you never want to miss an upload, make sure to subscribe to the channel. These are some of the best financial books to read. Number one, The Boglehead's Guide to Investing by Taylor Larimore, Mel Lindauer, and Michael LaBeouf. Best for beginner investors, The Boglehead's Guide to Investing is a great first investing book created by followers of John C. Bogle, founder of the Vanguard Group and advocate for the Index Mutual Fund. This book outlines the Boglehead style of investing in a way that's clear and easy to understand. The book is a product of a movement away from attempts to time the market and instead toward a slow and steady investment strategy that relies on a few simple principles, including keeping investing expenses low. Number two, Financial Freedom by Grant Sabatier, best for millennials. Called the Millennial Millionaire, Grant Sabatier shares his strategies for going from 24 years old and broke to having a net worth of more than $1.25 million in just five years in his book, Financial Freedom. Becoming financially free might mean having the freedom to quit a hated job or travel the world, and this book provides a step-by-step -step guide to achieving those goals, whatever they may be. The process will likely involve some creativity and outside-the-box thinking, but his advice is also practical and manageable. He covers topics like side hustles, employer negotiations, and investment strategy, with the ultimate goal of creating more time to do what you love. Number three, The Total Money Makeover by Dave Ramsey, best for borrowers. Applauded for its tough approach to money management, the Total Money Makeover can truly make a difference in the lives of those struggling with debt and credit cards. Dave Ramsey says families should start with seven steps, including save $1,000 in an emergency fund, pay off all debt except mortgage, using a debt snowball strategy, and save three to six months of expenses in a fully funded emergency fund. Number four, The Millionaire Next Door by Thomas J. Stanley and William D. Danko, best for everyone. This book can be incredibly eye-opening, particularly for younger individuals and families just starting out. Combining data and expert insights, The Millionaire Next Door uncovers the truth of what a millionaire really looks like, and it may not be what you'd expect. The ideas covered in this book are simple but powerful. Spend less than what you make. Save money every month. If you spend less, your income need will be less and therefore your taxes will be lower. Lawrence Pond, a tax specialist and certified financial planner in California who lists the book as one of his favorites, wrote in an email. For example, if you buy a less expensive house, it will cost less to maintain and your property taxes will be lower. Number five, The Psychology of Money by Morgan Housel best for overspenders. A financial plan is worthless without proper execution, but sticking to a budget and making smart financial decisions habitually can be a challenge. The psychology of money uncovers the real ways people make decisions about money and helps readers make sense of their own behaviors when it comes to finances. Number six, Raising Financially Fit Kids by Jolene Godfrey, best for parents. Parents can play a role in helping children establish positive money habits early and understand the complexities of money management as they grow. Raising Financially Fit Kids covers the ways financial education can help children achieve their dreams and become more confident, as well as concepts like financial sustainability and charitable giving. This book aligns the five developmental stages, children, tweens, middle schoolers, high schoolers, and 20-somethings, with financial education benchmarks, so its principles can be useful for parents of children at different ages. Number seven, The Intelligent Investor by Benjamin Graham, best for intermediate to advanced investors. 
Ready to level up your portfolio management? The Intelligent Investor by Benjamin Graham describes in detail his philosophy of value investing, in which investors choose stocks that appear to be trading for less than their intrinsic value. Considered the stock market bible since it was first published in 1949, the book has since been revised with insights for modern investors. Number 8. Smart Women Love Money by Alice Finn Best for Beginner Investors Women don't tend to invest as frequently as men, and Smart Women Love Money by Alice Finn isolates and attacks barriers standing in their way. Finn's book provides an overview of the challenges and unique financial circumstances that women experience before turning to five steps to successful investing for women. These include investing in stocks for the long run, allocating assets, and rebalancing a portfolio regularly. Now, these are some of the worst personal finance books. Number one, Automatic Millionaire by David Bach. Automatic Millionaire by David Bach is such a popular personal finance book that it charts on the New York Times bestseller list. The thing that makes this book one of the worst personal finance books not worth your time is that a lot of the advice is not really applicable. For example, Bach includes a whole section about the infamous latte factor, which has to do with not spending money buying coffee. This is great, but if you aren't an avid coffee drinker, you are pretty much skipping one of the biggest pieces of advice in the book. Additionally, things like assuming people can purchase two houses, one to rent out to another, and one to live in with your family. We just feel like this isn't a realistic goal for everyone, and the author does not make this apparent. He just touts this advice like, all his points apply to everyone. Number two, Get a Financial Life by Beth Koblener. Not a great book for intermediate or advanced personal finance fanatics. The thing about Get a Financial Life by Beth Koblener is that the book is for complete beginners. Even though it touts that anyone in their 20s and 30s can read it, it's extremely rudimentary. You won't learn anything new or get value out of this book because you already know everything from self-teaching, research, and college. Number three, The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss does have some great nuggets in it about productivity and not wasting any time so that you don't have to work as much throughout your life. But the book isn't really best for everyone. Much like Automatic Millionaire by David Bach, The 4-Hour Workweek is really only for people that want to start their own business, escape the 9-to-5, and have the capacity to be a dickhead boss. For example, Ferris notes that you should let your business team know that you are not available for any questions and not even during work emergencies. And again, your business team here is those who work for you and do everything because you only work four hours and outsource every task to them or someone in a foreign country for low wages. The type of person Ferris promotes you to be is just not realistic and honestly really arrogant and elusive. Number four. The Essays of Warren Buffett by Warren Buffett and Lawrence A. Cunningham. Unfortunately, this is another dud. The Essays of Warren Buffett by Warren Buffett and Lawrence A. Cunningham was just so dense and boring. There were high expectations with this book as well because of the great reviews and because of Warren Buffett's amazing presence within the investing world. For those that don't know, Warren Buffett is basically like one of the investing kings of our generation. His company, Berkshire Hathaway, is hugely successful and has a net worth in the multi-billions. Buffett himself is currently the fourth wealthiest person in the world, and he's one of those glorified investors that actually beat the market. So as you would guess, it would be an epic book to pick up and start learning everything from this investing god. But the book is honestly just so dense. First, it's not actually written by Buffett himself in a sense. It's a collection of essays compiled together from Buffett's previous work and essays, but it's actually compiled by Lawrence A. Cunningham. Second, all the useful stuff from this book can be easily found on the internet with a short five-minute read or YouTube video. 
And with that, we've reached the end of this episode, all about some of the best and worst financial books to read and why. Have you read any of the previously mentioned books? Which of them were your favorite? If you know of any books that you enjoyed that we didn't mention, then get involved and let us know in the comments section down below. If you enjoyed this one and found it helpful, remember to leave a like on the video and to subscribe to Living Fire for even more amazing videos just like this one. Thank you for watching and we'll see you in the next one.